Welcome to The Breakdown, where we dig deeper into Sunday sermon, talk about life, and encourage you in your walk with Jesus. Hey, welcome back to another episode of The Breakdown. Uh, this week, Brian preached. So uh, on the podcast today, we have Brian. What's up, man? Glad to be here. Glad to be here, man. It's uh I was walking over and past Nick. He's like, hey, I guess you're on this week. So, <laughs> Yeah, Nick, Nick's had two weeks off in a row. So uh, we'll have to catch him up to speed once he gets uh, once he gets back in the rhythm. Um, yeah, I was telling Brian before we recorded that uh, we have a big renovation going on in our sanctuary. And so um, we set up in our normal spot, which has been taken over by boxes. And I was like, oh, once I close the door, it'll be fine. They're just hammering. The second that I went to close the door, they started with the saws. And uh, so we're in a new space, um, cool in our kids' wings. So um, you guys don't know that, but thought we'd share a little different today. Um, but before we get started, I have a couple of questions for Brian just to kind of help our listeners uh, get to know him better. Maybe you don't have somebody that's uh, in his youth group, um, but Brian's a pretty cool guy. So we'll pick his brain with a couple of these questions and and see what he has to say. Don't pick too hard. There's not much up there, okay? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Be kind. All right, we'll start off with an easy one then. What's your favorite book of the Bible? My favorite book of the Bible is uh, James. James. Which is weird because I don't even think it, if I remember right, it doesn't even mention the name of Jesus, right? Yeah. I mean, but I just love the practicality of the book of James. Uh love teaching it. It's always, I think it's applicable to my life and even students. I think I can just see some of the things where he just, he, he talks about there. Uh, it just, I don't know. I, I love the practicality, the yeah. wisdom lit, like probably Proverbs. It's not going to be my second one. I'd probably throw a gospel in there because you, you have to. You have to. I mean, <laughs> right. yeah, you can't like say that. But uh, I, I love the book of James. Yeah, it is pretty practical and it's straightforward. Yep. You can read through it and. I mean, you know, he's talking about Jesus. You know, he's talking about us having living a life that reflects him. But yeah, and that's cool. Uh-huh. Question number two: If you could give one word to describe Galilee, what would it be? Oh man, that's a hard one. One word to describe Galilee. I'll even let you use a phrase if that helps. <laughs> um. Hmm. You know, we're really going after this church for everyone. And I really feel like that's what Galilee has been for uh, a long time. I, when I came here, I, you know, uh, several several years ago, uh, I looked around at the congregation, and I saw a mix of uh, young and old, um, and it's it's kind of continued that way, which I like. Yeah. Um, I love for everyone to be. Uh, I'd love some more, you know, different nationalities and things like that. Yeah. I think that would be, um, you know, we, I don't know if we live in an area where there's there's going to be a, a lot of that, but that's something I I, I always uh, hope and pray for, you know, yeah. is that we'll have a, a little more of that ever. For sure. You know, like, yeah. Uh, but I, I don't know what that word is. I don't know if that's. I don't know if that's everyone. I don't know what that one word is, but I, I think it's weird that we kind of picked that. And I think that's kind of what we are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's a hard thing to be. I think it'd be a church for everyone's a lot more difficult than being a church for 
you know, a lot of churches have the target, right? They're going to go after the, the young people, the young people. Yeah. They're going to go after the, uh, you know, the 40 year old guy and his family. You like work. You know, it's a lot bigger target. We get it. Yeah, it is. And, and I, I, I can see that reflection too. Um, I love that we now have teens that are, that are serving in every area Definitely. alongside people that have been Christians for you know, for a long, for longer than some of these teens have been alive. Sure. I, I love that interaction that I see on a Sunday morning. Uh, it gets me amped. Yep. Um, yep. Yep. So third question, speaking of young believers, uh, if you could give one snippet of advice to a new believer, what would it be? Snippet advice to a new believer. Uh, I would say you got to focus on growing. Uh, I think so often we uh, become a new believer, whether that's, you know, confessing, Jesus is your savior, you know, coming down front, whether that's your baptism, whatever it is. I think we think I'll oh, check the box. I'm done. Mm. Like that. That's okay. the end goal. Yeah. yeah. Now, now I'll just know there, there has to be like, that's not the end game, right? That's an important part of the game, yeah. but it's yeah. not the end game. Like, it's just we, the beginning. <laughs> yeah. We've got to grow or, yeah. you know, like anything, if a plant doesn't get water, it, it, you're, if your garden right now isn't getting water, it, it's going to die. Same with your spiritual life, even though, we have, you have this mountaintop experience. There's going to be a lot of times where we're dipping in. Mm. It's not all, I, I just think focusing on that growth, like really learning how to interact with God's word, that part of growth. Yeah. Getting into, like we talk about here a lot, a group of believers to follow and walk with. Um, I think those two things, you know, having, learning how, you know, spiritually, how to, how to navigate God's word and then navigate with some other people in your lives. I just think it's, those are the two things that are going to help you grow more than, uh, than anything. But yeah, it's vital. you got to grow. Absolutely. Last one. What is your favorite piece of Christian literature outside of the Bible? Maybe an author or a specific book. My favorite author lately is a guy that's not, he's not going to go down as Christian literature, but I love a, a writer named Bob Goff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I really I love his whimsy. I like his, the way he just, I don't know the way he writes. Uh, I just love, I've seen him speak once or twice and heard his podcast a little bit. I just, something about the way he connects with people and the storyteller that he is. Yeah. Just I, everything he writes, I, I've read it so far. So um, I probably will continue. I like it. I like yeah. it. Speaking of storyteller, yeah, the perfect segue. We didn't we didn't set that up, uh, <laughs> but we uh, we ended a series this Sunday uh, called Storyteller, and it focused in on Jesus and how he told stories that had this this heavenly meaning that brought people towards him. Um, and so this week um, we focused in on a, a new parable, the parable of the talents, and uh, Brian preached. And so I'm going to let you kind of give a synopsis. What was this this parable about? Sure. Parable is kind of sandwiched in between a couple other parables where Jesus is really, uh, at least the thing that I've kind of pulled out of it is he's just saying, "Hey, you need to be ready. Like I'm, I'm leaving and um, I'm going to come again. But until that time comes, I, you you need to be ready." Um, and, I, and then I think the other thing, the other kind of question I ask is, "What are you going to do while you're waiting? Like with what God's given you?" Uh, I just kind of went back to that over and over again. Are you ready? And what are you doing? while you're waiting like what do you, what gifts or talents or resources has god given you and how are you gonna use that well while, while you're uh you're waiting 
Yeah. It'd be the 30-second. People probably enjoy that more than they did the 30-minute. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, I loved it. And and I, I think it's it's a perfect question that we really have to uh, meditate on is, are we ready? Are we ready for Jesus? Um, and, and in this this podcast, I kind of wanted to get practical with how how are we, you know, in the in the parable, um, these three people were given each an amount of money mm-hmm. and their job was to go and therefore make more money. Essentially, that's that's what uh, is implied by by the owner when he comes back. And so these three people were given those talents and two of them did their job. They yep. doubled what they had. Right. And one just kind of kept that that gift that he was given um, to himself. And um, the master was actually, you know, not happy about that. No. Um, and, and so those two people that doubled their gifts, I, I think we as Christians should strive for that. But we also have to say, hey, are we the one that has kept our gift to ourselves? Sure. And, and that could be different in each area of our life. And that's kind of what I got whenever you were preaching was, man, I'm really good at doing X, Y, Z, you know, doubling those gifts. Sure. But there's some in my life that I'm like, man, I, I really struggle with that. I'd rather keep those things to myself, you know, you know, draw away from maybe others sure. uh, in the community in that area. But I, I kind of wanted to get on um, and, and talk about how does it practically, what does it look like or, or maybe what has God given us? What does he want us to multiply? What does he want us to do? Like I was thinking during the, the sermon, like, okay, I know I've been given gifts. And so obviously that could be one of our answers. So what are maybe some gifts that God has given us to use? Sure. Um, you know, I think, I think often we don't do a good job of really, you know, maybe, uh, I don't know if indexing them is the word, but mm. Really sitting down and figuring out how are you wired? What has God given you? Like, if you ever sit down and, and just thank God for what you do have, yeah. you know, um, obviously we all have resources. Uh, we all have, uh, whether it's things in your life, whether it's money in the bank, whether it's um, it, anything resource wise, we all have something. Some may have more than others. Some may be set in a different point of life than others. But we all have something. We all have this uh, amount of clothing or this amount of uh, of whatever it may be. That's something God stewarded us with, with, whether it's a little finances or a lot of finances, whether it's uh, a lot of things or uh, not a lot. We all have those. We all have uh, those types of things, whether it's uh, you have food, you know, and you find somebody who's who doesn't have that, who's mm. the, the guy who's standing at the corner with the sign, you know, who, who says, hey, I'm hungry. Well. What, what do you have, you know, that you can yeah. help with? It doesn't matter how much you have. It's kind of, I can't remember the exact line I used. I said it a lot in my sermon, but that was a couple of days ago. Like, it's not how much you have. It's what you do with what you have. You yeah, know, like, yeah. You said it's not about what you have. It's about uh, what you do with what you have. You and I think that's key to kind of connecting these um, maybe physical resources and or spiritual gifts that God has given us. It's not about what we have. It's about how we use it, how we connect what God has given us to people who know Christ and don't know Christ. Yep. And so we have two target audiences. Uh, I was thinking of Christians. You know, God has has called us in Romans. He says that we should use our gifts to build up the body of Christ. But at the same time, Matthew 28 gives us the great commission to go to people that, that don't know Jesus and to use our gifts and resources to 
proclaim the goodness of God. Sure. And, and I think that um, in the scenario of the parable of the talents, those two individuals that did well with multiplying their money, they used their talents yeah. to um, connect that resource to make more money. Sure. Um, and, and so as, as a Christian, uh, like you said, we have to be cognizant of how we're wired. Um, I'm actually rereading a book by Richard Foster, cool. and it's like the 12 spiritual disciplines. Yep. I think you and I have kind of talked about that before. Right. But I, his first one that he has in his book um, is to meditate. And I mean, we talk, it's crazy because we talked about that at a, at a young adult thing yeah. um, on Thursday nights. Yeah. That one seems to be the hardest for me sometimes okay. because I have to be quiet. I have to sit and well, not sit in silence, but I'm sitting in silence and I'm thinking, I'm trying to connect myself with God and I'm thinking about, okay, what has God given me to give to others? Sure. And sometimes that question is hard to admit because we've been selfish. Yeah. It's easy for us to be, be selfish. And, or we have like this low value of self. Sure. Those are the two things sure. that I personally struggle with when I go into to meditation. Definitely. But I think in preparing ourselves for that, when we when we hear the good news of Jesus, it makes us that much more want to deal with those things. And so once we deal with those things, once we can meditate um, in the presence of God and kind of figure out how we're wired, I think it really helps us to be able to use the gifts that God's given us. I think there's points, too, where you somebody can speak into your life and be like, you're really good mm -hmm. at this. Yeah. And that... You know, I think that we hear that a lot as a, as kids, as people are more opt to point things out that we are, are gifting. Yeah. And you're like, you know what you could be doing with this? Like you could be, you could be doing like, uh, let's say it's a kid and he's uh, really tech savvy and hey, you could have a YouTube channel. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you're really good at like, we're so good at pointing out the gifts of younger people. I think a lot of times that's one thing as I've said, it's youth minister. Like I want to do, I want to try to point those things out. You know what? You could really use that to do this. Like, I think we probably need to do that more with everybody in our lives. Like, yeah. man, I see this in yeah. you. Like, I, I, you know, like I love taking apart the word encourage. Like it's putting courage into someone, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I, I think that's what we need sometimes. Sometimes mm -hmm. I need someone to tell me, you know what, Brian, you're really good at this. I could see you doing X, Y, or Z. Like yeah. you could really use it. And they kind of unlock this. I, I don't know. Like they unlock this door where you're like, I never thought about how in the world I could use <laughs> my humor or yeah. my hard work or whatever, whatever it is for you. Like, I, I, I don't know. I just think it's, it's cool when people help you unlock and begin to put the pieces together of what you, how you could use that in the kingdom. It's, it's, it's cool. It's fun. Yeah. I, I, and two things on that. I, I think the first, uh, a good place to, to be able to um, do that is in our, uh, our connect groups, yeah. you know, and it's not just like a, a old school Sunday class, Sunday school class where you're, you're just studying the word, like you're forming relationships with other people in order to be able to tell them those things. Yeah. Um, I know for me personally, I love when people are like, Hey, man, you're really good at this. And, and we're so like, I think sometimes we're just like in our own bubble that sometimes it's hard for us to think outside of the box. Sure. And from another perspective, people can say, hey, this is how you can use it. Sure. Uh, I think that's that's a, a great point. And I, I believe that Jesus did that. Mm -hmm. um, you look at 
he lived with his disciples for three years and then he comes back and i love the conversation he has with peter and he's like peter do you love me he's like well yeah jesus i, I love you he's like well feed my sheep peter's like what like like he, he's right. he's not really thinking about that and and jesus goes on acts it two, two more times and he really takes peter's strength and like lights a fire under him right. and sometimes we need that you know we're given the gifts and i wonder if that that third person with that one talent man i wonder if nobody did that for him yeah or maybe he just thought because it says that they were given x amount of money because of their ability sure. i wonder if he thought well i only have you know one talent sure. I, I i'm i'm not really worth much yeah. or that fear right like yeah how many how often does fear just mm. we could be doing all kinds of good things the fear hold us back. Oh, I, I really probably shouldn't bring up Jesus in this conversation, or I really probably shouldn't tell them, or I really shouldn't do this with that. And it's fear just, it wins, right? And we just bury, like, you know, the old cartoon where you, you know, what was it? The, uh, was it some ostrich that would put his head under the, <laughs> head in the ground? Like, yeah, we just yeah. do that so often. We just bury, oh, this is comfortable here. This is, and, and fear wins so often. Like, we just, I'm not going to put myself out there. Yeah. And the more times we fail, I feel like the less we are to actually um, use our gifts and talents. You know, I feel like, especially you working with young people, man, they're so often their their mistakes or are are magnified rather than their wins. Yeah. And I think it's like, you know, for one one negative comment, you need to do ten positive. I yeah. think that's what we're taught in in uh, education, and it's like. Sure man, we as a church should be encouraging one another to use our gifts, Definitely. to multiply for the kingdom. Not not because, <laughs> I get this a lot since I'm, I work with discipling and, sure. and connecting people. And so they're like, oh, well, you just want me to become a member so you can use my gifts to <laughs> fill a volunteer role. Right. And you're like, well, we'd, we'd like to fill our volunteer role, but it's not just to have somebody there to meet a volunteer position. It's to meet a need within the church to encourage people. Yeah. Like the reason we need people working our coffee bar is because we want those people to encourage other people Definitely. by giving them coffee and, right. and pastries. Same with our greeters, man, they're important. They're, they're really planting the seed for somebody to come into worship, feel comfortable and experience Jesus. Like that's, that's our whole goal with, with serving. And so, man, yeah, I, I definitely see that. And it's putting their gifts to like, it's putting the five, the two or the one to, to work. Right? Absolutely. And in, in a, in a, a place that's safe. Yeah. I, I think that's, that's key is you get, when you practice your gifts inside of the local body, there's so much more grace there. Right. Oh, yeah. So yeah. much, sure. or it should be, yeah. you know, there are times where you experience bad things, and, and that happens, but nine times out of ten, you're going to experience grace when you mess up. Let's and hope. so, and, and so, yeah. <laughs> let's so, and so, using those gifts, honing them, crafting them, and then going and saying, "Hey, let's go, let's go try something different and reach people outside of the church." Yep. Hey, we're going to get told no a ton of times, but whenever we get told yes, like man, it's it's worth it. Like whenever we get to share Jesus with people, it's so, so worth it. Sure. The question that you ask a lot uh, in your sermon is, is, are you ready? 
Are we ready for Jesus to come back? As Christians, we, we should live with this expectation of Jesus returning. But living with expectation, does that, what, does that, what does that look like? Does that look like me like creating a bunker to go hunker down until then? Or what, what should I be actively doing? I know we kind of hit on it a little bit, but I just want to clarify that point. I think it just changes everything with that looming over us. Like it just changes every how we make decisions, how we interact, what we do with our finances, what we do with our time. Like I just think that snowballs and, and affects it. Hopefully it would. It would affect everything else in our lives. Mm-hmm. It's that expectancy uh, of him coming back. Like it just affects everything um, in your in your world, you know, and hopefully that's the case. And I think sometimes that is the case. And other times I think we fall back and we're not as expectant as we as we should be probably. Yeah. And I think that goes back to, you know, what you said that you would tell a new believer is that um, we all have room to grow. And and in some areas of our life, it's it's easier to be like, all right, I'm expecting Jesus. And so I'm going to use my finances as as a tool to uh, help those who are hungry, to bring people close to Jesus. Uh, I'm going to use what God's gifted me in this amazing house with this acreage. I'm going to have people over and and practice hospitality. Um, I think those like you said, those things will eventually snowball. And I think in this section for us as Christians is to not get comfortable, not get comfortable with doing. Yeah, I'll 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 invite a couple of people over maybe, you know, once every four months and and really get to know them. And I'm cool with that area. But another area of my life, I'm just going to keep that to myself. And I, I think I think even Nick mentioned that in one of his previous sermons is and we want to give all to Jesus. And that takes that takes effort. Yeah. It's not just going to happen. And I I believe as believers, if we're in community, if we're we're constantly in the Word and in prayer, those things become apparent to us, and we can practice, you know, giving it all to Him. Sure. Because we don't want to be the the person with the one talent and just keep it keep it to ourselves. No, definitely not. So I guess the question to kind of wrap this up is, are we ready? Are we ready for Jesus? And and kind of to give a synopsis of what we said, in being ready, what that looks like is to be taking what we've been given, our gifts, um, whether that's spiritual gifts, whether that's um, material possessions, um, anything like that, using those to bring people to Jesus. You know, when Jesus comes back, I, I was thinking about this this morning. I want, like, you never want to go to a party alone, right? No. You know, whether that's that's anything in life, you, you, most people don't want to do those things alone. No. I don't want to go to heaven alone. No, definitely. <laughs> you know, I want, I don't know, I don't know the, the right word. I want a, a posse. Like, I want a group of people to to, when Jesus comes, they're like, man, I'm excited. Why? Because because Brennan planted a seed and God watered it, and now I get to spend eternity with Jesus. I, I hope in heaven there's this uh, like a, a DVR where we get to see the little that one comment you made to them, mm-hmm. that one message, yeah. that one note you sent, that one text of what how that like the, we are, there's so many different links in the kingdom of like that we're a part of, and I think so often we we think well that. 
you know, that time we spent with them in that small group really wasn't, you know, we really didn't get much, like, I didn't make a, a dent, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think hopefully in heaven, maybe we don't need to know this, but it'd be cool in heaven to know how much that little seed, the, the little yeah. bit of water that we poured on that seed, um, that, that growth that happens in there in, in lives, like it. I think that would be encouraging to see, but I don't know if we need that in heaven. But, yeah, yeah, no. But um, I, we get a glimpse of that here. Sure. Like when things turn full circle, that person we've been praying for for years or, you know, that conversation we've been trying to have with people, when we see that fruit here, man, it sure. it just excites us to want to do more. Definitely. And, and I think those those two um, guys with the, the talents that doubled their money, I think the reason they doubled it is because they, they begin to see those connections. They begin to see the the fruit that was happening from their labor yeah. and they just kept on going. Sure. And that's what we would encourage you to do is, is to keep on going uh, to see the fruit or whether you share the gospel before with somebody and they came to Christ. Like we want that same thing to happen over and over and over again. Yeah. Man, it's good stuff. Yep. Well, I appreciate you. I appreciate you, uh, you know, studying. I know that it takes time to create these messages and, um, and when we preach from the heart, Man, it, it's 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 hard sometimes, and I appreciate uh, your message Sunday. Man, it was it was really good. Thank you. Honored to do it, and uh, and uh, it was fun to do. Yeah. So, in wrapping up, I have one question for you. Okay. This is how we've been ending all our podcasts. Ending the podcast. What are you excited for? Maybe something coming up, either in personal life and or at Galilee. What are you excited for? What am I excited for? Uh, I am excited for. Um, Let's see, there's a couple things I'm excited for. We, we have a lot going on in the youth, <laughs> yeah, you, you do. know, for, for summer <laughs> stuff. Um, I am excited for uh, we do something dumb called Throwdown Thursdays. We play really open gym basketball. We do a five minute Devo. I, I love playing basketball, and I just I really enjoy that time, just hanging out yeah. with people and doing something I love and getting to connect it to. The ministry that I love, so I I, I love I look forward to Thursdays. I, I know it sounds weird, but I uh, I look forward to playing some ball Thursday. And- it was fun this last Thursday, yeah. and I got to come play. And man, I'm just not getting over my soreness. So it's, it's all right. We we'll give you, you, get, you get one week, you know. You get one week. That's why it's every Thursday, huh? Right. Not every That's Tuesday right. and Thursday. You can't throw down every day. No, it's only Thursday. No. Just once a week is plenty enough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that's cool. Yeah, I think uh, what I'm excited for is uh, man, we have VBX coming up. Yeah. Um, starting next Wednesday. That's that's it's soon. It's a fun time. It is fun. Um, that and man, I've really been enjoying our um, our young adult groups uh, or group that meets every second and fourth um, Thursday of the month. It's been really good to kind of get to know people uh, my age and kind of in the same uh, area of life. Sure. Uh, and at the same time, man, digging into the Word. Yeah. Uh, this last week was really good talking about uh, the Sabbath and solitude. Man, that was. It's great. And so if you're a young adult and you listen, uh, which I think majority of our audience is, uh, come come check us out. We have analytics through Anchor, so we know you're out there. Uh, <laughs> we would love to have you. We man. would we love jump it. jump at the chance to uh, hang with you. Yeah, free share food. Some, share some food with you. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we, we, we'd love it. All right. Well, until next week, thanks for listening. Bye-bye. <laughs>